a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. your continued support of our sponsors we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads click that amazon banner on pole mx to help us out and donate via patreon if it suits you and as always enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us Original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to a special edition of the uh, Fly Racing Racer X Podcast Show, presented by the folks at Alpine Stars and Maxis. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Going to get deep into uh, some Pulpomex history here with uh, with my buddy Swisscore. And, uh, yeah, we'll get into it in a second. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. Zach Osborne wearing Fly Racing and representing Team USA this fall in, in Holland. Uh, uh, Justin Bogle, Blake Baggett, uh, Ben LeMay, Zane Merritt. Uh, lots of guys wearing Fly Racing, including the Damon Bradshaw. Please check them out. 2020 Fly is out now. And uh, they're absolutely doing a great job with that, with everything they've got over there. The folks at WPS, the Formula Helmet, is amazing. So uh, thanks to those guys for making it happen. Alpine Stars, the Tech 10, the most advanced boot in motocross today. The Bionic Neck Support System, the Tech 7s, which are the boot of choice for myself. Uh, please check them out. Alpine Stars, you know the name, you know the product, and they've got a long history of of absolutely killing it with a lot of a lot of products out there. And also, to Maxxis Tires. Thanks, Maxxis for coming on. Uh, appreciate it. Maxxis Tires, MXST, developed by the King, Jeremy McGrath, used by AJ Cantanzaro in Supercross, and uh, thanks to those guys for coming on board. Great mountain bike tires as well. So, um, all right, we'll uh, we'll get into this uh, if we can. Um, I'm Steve Mathis, of course. With me on the line uh, from Michigan, uh, an integral part of all things Pulp MX for a long time, and the man who had to remind me that it's been 10 years since he joined Pulp MX, and uh, we thought, why not do a little podcast, a little memory lane podcast about some things that happened at uh, Pulp MX over the years and things that we we were um, uh, we had happened to us. And uh, Swizz, you were there for ten years, so you pretty much that's the bulk of it. I think I started, I think I started the blog in oh seven, oh eight, and you started oh nine. Yeah, was it that early? Was it oh seven? I don't know. I right around. I was. I didn't have it long before we got you on board. Yeah, I was kind of stagnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, right. Um, so ten years in, bro. I don't have. We don't have a gold watch. We don't have a four hundred one k program at Pulp. Uh, I don't really know what we 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 don't really have much to offer you. But thank you for your service. Happy anniversary to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, shit the. The phone calls we have had, the emails we have had, the the issues that have come up, everything through through the thick and the thin, and through uh, different houses and and good God, the, the the most stressful thing, Swiss. But we'll get into everything. But the most stressful thing, I was thinking about it at dinner tonight, the bug that was causing multiple shows to download over and over that Apple had going on. I uh, I almost yeah, lost yeah. my mind. Yeah, I remember uh, the the day that we were starting to kind of 
actually it was it coincided with when we were trying to have all of our content served from the Amazon Web Services, which was also the same day of my second oldest child's first day of kindergarten. So I am at this like kindergarten introduction day as I'm getting an email from Amazon within the first seven hours of our content being there saying you've already got a bill for seven hundred dollars yeah i was about pooping my pants yeah yeah we decided to move the uh all the shows because we're getting more and more downloads and you're like let's move on to this cloud server uh where it'll 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 be better it'll be better served for the people who download it and amazon's got you know i mean a lot of people do it for sure um we'd outgrown our, our our server before and what was it just was it just an apple bug what was the deal yeah, it was the craziest. It was like it was like a perfect storm because nobody knew like this bug hadn't really been even acknowledged by Apple yet and it just happened to be right as we switched our content links to Amazon and we're instantly just like what the fuck is going on? Like something is <laughs> happening that is not normal and we're just like analyzing web logs and everything and I'm just yeah. like and this is before Travis was on board too. So, I mean, he knows way more about code type stuff and, and server logs and stuff. So oh, was, Mark's, kinda... was Mark's on then? Was Mark's around? No, oh. no, it oh, was, yeah. it was before that. Right. Okay. Yeah. This was shoot five, five or six years ago yeah. now. So what it was doing was just multiple downloads. If, if somebody grabbed one show, they would grab 20 shows. Yeah. Like when, when they would request a show instead of just, okay, this one device wants this show. Here you go. It would send it and receive it and then send it again and then keep on asking for it over and over again. So our our actual re- receives for those were like hundreds of times greater than they actually were, oh. which looked great for statistics and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. when we got to pay for that, it's like, holy shit. Yeah, it was just insane. And Apple wasn't, of course, Apple wasn't saying anything. Eventually they did, no. right? Yeah, it was like, I, I want to say within a week there were like podcast blogs and stuff that were talking about, okay, yeah, something's going on now. And then Apple acknowledged it, but they still didn't take care of the bug for a while. And then even after they did take care of it, there were still issues with it to where lingering things. And if people didn't patch and upgrade their iOS device, they wouldn't get the, the, the bug squash. Yeah. And, and those people on the older devices would, would still screw us because their <laughs> device was still grabbing multiple. Oh, that requests. was, that it was, was maybe the most stressful time for Pulp MX Empire podcast. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. Because until yeah. Pulp MX Fantasy. Wow, well, yeah, yeah, Pulp MX Fantasy. Although that, that doesn't have so much to do with you, but but yeah, there was definitely there's been some bumps on that too. Uh, I just yeah. hope I just hope something goes wrong at Anaheim One 2020 to keep Marx's streak alive. That's all. Um, it, that has to. His, his sanity won't be alive, but but the streak will be alive. Um, yeah, that was a big deal for for Pulp MX and the podcasting and everything else, but. Um, so t- tell people how you got involved. Oh, man. It was August of 2009. I had one child at the time. So compared to now, I, I still had plenty of free time. And I was <clears throat> just happened upon the podcast. It was only a few shows in. And I was like, man, this is incredible. These are awesome. Like the, the future of what this could be is incredible. And I was just like, this intro music is terrible, though, because it was just like some royalty-free uh, audio. And then I was just like, man, I, I was in a band. I'm not anymore, but I, I could put my music on here, and you wouldn't have to worry about royalties or lawyers or anything like that. So 
fired off an email, and initially it was, eh, maybe, send me something. And I sent you, and you're yeah. like, yeah, cool, let's try this. And then a, f- a few weeks after that, maybe even the same week, knowing me as I was just like, yeah, I could probably do a voiceover on this, even yeah. though I had no equipment for it other than the MacBook. And then it turned into the outro that's really hasn't changed other than a little bit of audio uh, as far as the background music over the years. But that thing's like a staple now. I, I, would, <laughs> I would be real hesitant to change that or update it or anything. Yeah. it uh, Was I not using Van Halen and Tragically Hip? Or what, did I, I, maybe I got scared because I read something about having to pay the artist or something. I don't remember, but... There yeah. were there were a couple hip and uh, a Halen song in there, yeah. But for the most part, you you went back. To, I think yeah, I think you did get scared and you went back to the well of the royalty of royalty free music, right? Exactly. Yeah. And then your background is website building. Yeah, I went to college for graphic communication at CCS in Detroit, uh-huh. and uh, I I did take like video editing classes and some web design stuff, but mostly just graphic communication. Yeah. Um, so audio. Uh, stuff like that wasn't any part of my focus at all. Yeah. Um, it just kind of goes hand in hand with the Apple ecosystem of, of creative stuff. When did you first find the podcast? Were the racer X Canada days or was this racer X day? No, it, it was, it was the racer X days. I didn't know about the Canada ones until after, um, I had found out about the, yeah. the racer X America ones, but I, I want to say it was, it was probably that first Chad Reed one is, is the first one that I heard. Right. And, I just then the Weege one, and it was like, man, this this is I, I, honestly, I I had I thought it was cool. I knew it could go somewhere and be something cool, but from day one since joining Pulp, every time that you come up with like the next step in something you want to do, especially in the early days, I was always just like, that's not gonna work. Like that's <laughs> way too much work. Like like we can't do that. That's too much stuff. And then you just keep on adding stuff. And, at this point, like yeah. I'm fully on board with JT. Like every idea that you come up with, I'm like, I was, I was like, no way, that can't happen. That that's gonna fall on its face, and <laughs> it's it's almost like you're like an idiot savant for this type of stuff because it's not like you go in with a real specific idea of what no. you want to do. You just have like a general outline, and then you just have like this innate sense that's an instinct of how to do it where it just continues to roll along and build. And it, it, to this day, it still blows me away at how successful the stuff that you venture into becomes because the, the initial outline seems so broad in general. I, I'm an idea man. I'm a visionary. I just don't have any of the details. Swiss. Yeah, yeah. I'm the specifics guy. So, like, like you with that stuff, it, like, makes yeah. me nervous at first. And then when I see it working, I'm just like, yeah. He clearly knows what he's doing. So yeah, I got into the podcasting because I, I listened to the sports guy, ESPN, Bill Simmons, and I'm like, "This is really good. This is great. This has helped pass time on airplanes." And then I'm like, "Man, we need to do this for Moto." And I looked, and there was nothing for Moto. The DMXS guys were doing their show, but uh, I didn't like the format they had. I didn't honestly like the interview style. Iser's a great dude. Kevin Kelly's a good guy, but I didn't. It wasn't my type of humor. Wasn't my type of interview format, and. I just wanted some long form audios and nobody was doing it. I'm like, I can do that. I know the history of the sport pretty well. I know these guys, you know? Um, and then early on, I was doing it really, really early, uh, or really easy. I should say with like $40 worth of equipment, the racetracks Canada guys were holding, were doing the, uh, server doing the, you know, the processing, the iTunes and all that stuff. And I, I, I still to this day don't know 
how to put a podcast on iTunes. Like I got the server, we got our server, we got our admin that Mark's built and all that. But if you told me how you used to do it, which I, you know, we don't do it that way anymore, but I still don't know how that works, but I knew I wanted to do a podcast. And then I think at some point I'm like, look, I, I have to take control of my content, my audio, my everything. And, you know, I think I just said after you gave me some music and I used some of your music and everything else. And, and, and for people who want to know, like you still, you do the music for the Moto 60 show that people like. Uh, you do the music for the Steve Mathis show. You pick those bands. Um, almost everything that we do, intro, outro, is kind of your stuff. Outside of the Pulp show, which that last parade song has always been my choice. Um, you know, and then we have Blake Wharton and Daniel Blair at different times for the outro. But but everything else is your kind of builds and your bands and your music and everything else. So, But I remember being like, yeah, I don't really know this guy, but uh, he seems cool. Um you know, can you can you do this and this and what about it? What about you know? What's a server and let's get a server? Did did we have a server yet? I don't even know. Uh, yes, we did. Uh, it was it was not the costly, ideal setup that we have now. But yeah, yeah. You, you did have your own server. Uh, okay, point. I did have a server. I didn't know that. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and at some point, I put you. You worked with the RacerX Canada guys, and we got control of kind of our server or whatever, right? So, yeah, and then there were Russians involved. <laughs> tell that tell that story. <laughs> so, uh, the initial uh, website redesign of holy shit, I don't even know how many years ago now. It had to be. It was probably around the same time of that iOS bug. Talk about a stressful time. In addition, yeah, um, we had the old racer or the old Pulpomex site was definitely long in the tooth, and we needed to update it. So. I came up with a mock-up. We are still kind of bound to the Drupal uh, content management system. and Which, by the way, to- for, for the record, I was told Drupal is the future. Drupal is the bomb. Everyone's going to use Drupal. It's so easy. I was sold on Drupal, Swiss. I didn't know anything <laughs> about it. So. Oh, man. How do you feel about that now, knowing how oh, simple WordPress is? Yeah. Not good. Not good on that. That's... That's the same as, um, you know, New Coke or, 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 um, yeah. or, you know, Enron or any of these other things. It, it didn't quite work out. Right. And so we needed to implement this new uh, – it was, it was totally just a, a mock-up in Photoshop of this new site design that we had. And we were reaching out to people, couldn't find anybody that could do it. And ultimately I went to this kind of – like a zip recruiter for for content management right. design. We didn't have a ton of money, right? I did get a quote. It was a really high, really high, and I'm like, I can't afford that. You know, yeah. It was because we we're building two sites. We we're building a Pulpomex site, and we we're building a Pulpomex show site. We were building two different things. The show site, did we even have a show site, or we were building from scratch? No, the the show. Uh, let me think about that. The show. The show site—I can't think of it. Remember, if the show was just before that, or just, it had to have been. I just think it was a brand new show site. I think it was. We never yeah, had. Yeah, because right. because we use Mike Allman for that one, and if we had him as a contact, we probably would have tapped him for this Pulpamex normal site redesign. Mm-hmm. So we just went to this. I, I I located this kind of resource for for Drupal developers, and just happened upon these people that were offering the service of implementing Drupal uh, content migrations and stuff. And it happened to be that they ended up being Russians. Right. And it was just so crazy because of, of many of the many website 
issues that we've stumbled upon over the years and needed rectification for our stuff. Which Marx this, has Marx has stepped in and helped a ton. Yeah. Yeah. This these Russians could not have made it simpler with with the minimal amount of communication that we right, had. Right. It should have been a train wreck. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable to this day. The the limited amount of communication we had th- with these dudes and they unplugged the prior site and plugged in the new site overnight with minimal uh like little tweaking to get everything working properly the next the following day mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's crazy yeah and so basically yeah you, you just hire them for a flat amount they deliver your website in six weeks or eight weeks or whatever it was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, was, it was and it was overnight they they <laughs> switched it off at i mean and they're, they're they're in russia so they're their daytime, I would assume, is our nighttime. So they're just at work on a normal day, and they turn us off and mm-hmm. change everything over and turn it back on. And yeah. I remember I woke up in the middle of the night a few times because I just wanted to make sure that this was going good, and I didn't wake up in the morning in the daytime for us. Right. When people might actually be visiting the site. I mean, however many viewers we had at that right. point, and just see some blank page or an error or something. And I, was, <laughs> I remember getting so excited when I saw the page load the first time it was incomplete because they were still in the process, but the page was loading yeah. with the new graphics. And, and, and truthfully, so we, we probably gave them half up front and half at the, at the time. So they could have just took off with half the money anyways. You know, I think it was five yeah, grand. Was yeah, it? there was def- there was definitely conversations between us. As, yeah. Uh, is this money gone? Like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> I think it was five grand. Yeah, it was It was not a drop in the bucket. No, yeah, I think sure. it was five Gs for the whole thing being built with all the back end and everything else. So, Especially um, the size we were at that point. Right. Do you remember... I got a few people that told me this over the years, but one of them was listen more. But do you remember the first conversation about a pulp show and what I wanted to do? I do. What, what was I saying? What did I say? I want to do a live show, right, with with Paul Lindsay. That was it. You're like, I want to do this live show that's on every Monday night, and I remember just thinking, that's going to be such a time suck. No one's no one's going to want to do that every every single Monday. It, it's it's so crazy now to see the success of the show, to to think that. My initial response would be anything other than, oh, hell yeah, that's going to work. <laughs> well, Lissamore told me that when I was telling him, I, hey, do you know anything about like live streaming? And he was just like, what the hell are you doing? No, you're not doing a live show. Yeah, you asked me that, and I was like, I know of this app called like MacCast or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, it, was, it, was, it was funny, man, to get it going. And a guy named Greg was a big help for us. Uh, things went sideways with Greg a little bit after that, but – but a guy named Greg was a very big help because he was streaming video games or something, right? Something like that. Yeah, he knew all about it. He was yeah. he was for sure the tech guy. Yeah. At the so we had Windows Encoder early on. At some point, I bought an Adobe program that I'm still using to this day to stream it. Um, yeah, crazy to think about that, uh, and 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 the step up in equipment and everything else. Yeah, and the growing pains with just finding oh, the optimum serving settings and the software that was being used and everything yeah so many just, so many disconnects right like early on yes, like, just, like pulling our hair out just like like how is it that we're yeah i mean this is even three four and five years in on the pulp show when we're still having like optimized server issues for the streaming audio and we're just like how is there not somebody out there that's just like right. a genius expert in this field that can be like do this and this and this your settings are wrong here. Here you go. You guys are good to go now. And yeah. Just, yeah. That was, and it, it, honestly, it, it ultimately ended up being Travis. Yeah, really kind of, huh? I mean, it, yeah, probably, probably did. Um, yeah, it was just, 
God, there were so many problems. And I was self-teaching myself and reading all this stuff online and trying to, like, learn how to work the mixer quick because I didn't have an audio guy either. Like, I had an audio guy, like, to hook everything up, but then I had to figure everything out from then and levels and everything else, you know, and you're trying to read it up and you're trying to have guests and carry conversation. <laughs> what the hell yeah, is- and like, like anything these days, there's so much information out there that you can start reading on something and get stuck in this little rabbit hole that leads you somewhere that you're not even really getting the solution that you need, but you're, you're, you're gaining knowledge, but it's not really getting, it's not the means to the end that you're in search of. No, no, not at all. Right. Um, show really took off with Watson. (laughs) Watson was, (laughs) Watson was the key, uh, source of some frustration along the way, of course, because it's Kenny Watson, but show really started. I started hearing about it in the pits when Watson joined and God knows the things he was saying, you know, (laughs) <laughs> it, it's crazy to think of how long he was with the show and and how long he made it and now seeing how polarizing he is still when he shows up like he did a few weeks ago and stuff yeah. and yeah it's it's just nuts i remember when there was when you first said i'm thinking about, about doing revolving co-host and my honest like i don't know i i guess i think i'm myself as an optimist but in regards to pulp, I feel like I'm sounding more like a pessimist. But <laughs> kind of when you started saying like, like Kenny's gonna be gone, we're gonna possibly be doing revolving co-hosts, and I'm just like, oh man, that's it. The show's gonna be over. It's that's not gonna last. It's not gonna work. <laughs> wow, but dude, near the end, Watson wasn't very good. He didn't want to be here. He wasn't really putting much effort in. So a revolving co-host, almost anybody could have sat in the chair, and, and it would have been better than Watson by the end of his deal. <laughs> So. It's crazy though, because I mean, like I, I don't feel like the show is what the show has always been. I I can't imagine it in any sense not working and being successful because the I don't know maybe it's just because the formula that you've created and that it's been kind of based around has always worked so well. I just can't imagine a formula where it's like, man, the show isn't working. It's not, it's not good. Like it's, it's feels clunky. Yeah. Nobody's going to want to listen anymore. I mean, unless you bring it, bring back Paul Lindsay, that might change. <laughs> exactly. Poor Paul. <laughs> we, I remember the first night, the first night, and I like Paul, but the first night afterwards, Pookie's like, how was it? I'm like, it's not, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> like, it's not good. I don't know. We're not on the same wavelength here. It, it, we don't think it the was, same. We don't act the same. Yeah, it was it was such opposites. I mean, you could tell, like like you were trying to appease him in that first show. You were like, I could. It felt like you had handcuffs on in the background during the first show because he, he you were being so buttoned down compared yeah. to how you typically are. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was amazing. But then Watson came in and and then we needed money. And Watson's told the story a few times. He went and got three grand. Right away from like uh, the Racers Edge, a shop in, in Simi Valley, uh, he got three. He got money from Joe from uh, Coy Gibbs. JGR was doing motor program then, and uh, somebody else, and allowed us to keep going because the server costs and everything else, you know, were, were up there. So it, it really came close to, it came close to folding. Well, I mean, I had the money, but I just didn't want to keep. I didn't want to spend this endless amount of money to, to keep going, you know. And and uh, Motor World gave us a six month commitment and pulled it after four shows. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. That was great. I, I, I still can't believe that. Yeah, yeah. We'll do it for six months, four shows in. Ah, we're not seeing a return. We or did. How feel now. We just did four shows. We're, <laughs> I apologize for you guys not getting a return yet, you know? so. And you, and you needing money and, and Watson being like, 
how much you need to make yeah. this work. And he told him he is probably like piece of cake. Yeah, no problem. Like three, done. three hours later, he's like, here's your three grand. You know, and he's <laughs> never let me forget it since. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was it was funny. How many downloads are we up to, do you think? Oh, man, I, I, I've been meaning to pull those up lately. Like every time that I listen to a new podcast of the day and that intro that says 7 million, I'm just like, God, I got to get those numbers again. I, it's it's for sure in excess of 14. It's it's easily doubled. 14 million downloads. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure of it. Yeah, yeah, it would it would it would. I don't know when you made that intro, but I would guess that. I mean, we've added shows too, you know. So yeah, I think it, I think that that uh, voiceover is probably three years old. Yeah. Huh. Time's really flying. Yeah, yeah, you're telling me, bro. <laughs> I, I lost that bet when Moser said I would not be covering the sport. I lost the bet. I was so happy the day that he texted us in the group, and it was just the screenshot of that alarm that he had set like <laughs> five or six years ago. He, yeah. he, he does some weird shit, but so, typically it's always like worth a real good laugh right. when, he, when he brings it back up. So this, we're in a group text. We've been in it for years. Myself, JT, Weege. You and Moser, and Moser's our super fan buddy up in Pacific Northwest that you know met Weege and I just from, he was a fan. We Weege and I went to dinner in Seattle. He bought us drinks and we met all his buddies and with the Crier and, and Big Red and everybody else. And so the, he's just been a constant in our life. And he supplies questions on the X Men tear offs and he does a column, a text column on Pulp and Mac. Anyways, it's Moser, and you two have. And oh, I'm in another group text with Pookie, you, Moser, and, and, and yeah, and you two have never met. You've never met. <laughs> what's What's more bizarre that ten years later, Moser and I, who communicate on a pretty much daily basis, um, have never met, uh, talk to each other as comfortably as we would if we were actual brothers who had known each other since birth. Or the fact that he paid me seven years ago for a website he still hasn't asked me to do. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, yeah, he paid you in full. Yes. Yeah, and he's <laughs> and he's never built it because because he, he's never it, got you the info you need. Right. Right. Like like once every nine to ten months, he'll say. Swiss, how's my website coming? I'll say, Moser, where are those photos at? And he'll be like, I have them to you real quick. <laughs> Still hasn't happened. Yeah, the, exactly. This is five years. Right, Easily. right. Uh, it's pretty awesome you guys have never met, too. We've got to keep that going forever. Um, now, you came to the studio one time. You came to Vegas. Uh, I wanna, I've been to the studio twice for two bolt shows. Okay. Um, the one time I had a migraine, um, that was – uh, just a typical uh, pulp show with Kenny in studio. Um, but then the second time was for uh, it was either it was the Vegas finale uh, one year when uh, Nick was in studio and I forget who else was in studio that night, but I remember Nick was in studio. Um, but yeah, twice. Yeah. Never yeah. been on the air. Never been on the air though. Yeah. Never been nope. on the air. Nope. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, funny. That, yeah, it's weird. It's it's uh, the growth has been so phenomenal. Ten years of working for, ten years of being on the payroll, ten years of just doing the band music. Uh, ten years of, well, payroll's been eight 
I think for well, it's probably been nine. At some point, I, yeah. Year. At some point, I'm like, I gotta pay this guy something. Yeah, I mean, initially, you're you were just like getting me some product and stuff, and I was like, yeah, that's totally cool. And then when you mentioned pay the first time, I was like, wow, like never expected that. This is something that I enjoy doing. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, then Pro Moto Talk came up and started making more. We had Pro Moto Talk podcast, rest in peace. Uh, and then Pro Moto Talk went away. Pay I forgot, went back down. dude. I totally forgot about Pro Moto Talk. Pro Moto Talk. Yeah, that was going to be like an aggregate sort of thing. I was going to do. It was a lot more work than it it sounded like it yeah. was going to be. Yeah. Yeah, I hired Dunes to help me. Dan Dunes for a little bit. Uh, you were doing some yeah, stuff. Yeah, we had Brodo Cross on there too. Yeah, Brodo was doing something on it. Yeah, that's right. Never, never really worked. Um, I forgot about that. I'm always trying to branch out that way, right? Uh, and now we're doing shifting gears with Zach Osborne. It's the same kind of deal. Where I, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to create a little bit of a business by not sitting behind the mic. Yeah, so. and those those numbers are good too. That that show yeah. is working well. Yeah, Osborne, especially oh, yeah. like Kiefer tested too. Yep, Kiefer tested same. He really deal. filled in a void for, especially the the testing podcast. Oh stuff. yeah, yeah, he's been fantastic. Absolutely. When when Dirt Rider went away, I, you know, he he was definitely in a bit of a bad spot. I, I, we sat down, we came up with a business plan. I was like, here's what I can pay you. It, it's it's definitely a lot of money is what I pay him every month, but he's doing a great job. Um, and I really think he's elevating the brand. You know, elevating the things that we do. So. Um, that's all, that's all good for sure. Um, yeah. And if you like, like people always say, I don't remember if it's Corolla or where I heard this, but if you've got a skill, passion, and, and it's got value to people, you will always have a job. You'll always be in demand. You'll always be successful. And Keeper's got all those things going with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, Pro Moto Talk, you just blew my wig back. I forgot about that. Yeah. I started a whole, I paid for a whole new brand side. It didn't even work for like, for like a year. Right. Yeah, I did like seven or eight podcasts too, and yeah. now they're all down the drain. Um, you, uh, what, oh, um, you wrote you write a column every week, just about, or about on the site. So it's really good stuff. It's it's a view from the couch. I would put it like a guy from the couch with an analytical viewpoint. You know, that's I, a, honestly that's why I don't go to Redbud anymore because I want to stay true to the the, the title. Yeah, of the okay, column. all right, that's that's it. Yeah, <laughs> you you definitely overthink things. You need more sleep. <laughs> Uh, you, I do you for over, sure. Yeah, you overthink things badly, but 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 there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, Pookie's brainchild too. Well, Don't what do you forget. mean by that? Yeah, Pookie's idea. Really? Swiss Corner uh, column and call it Swiss Corner. Don't give her any credit like that. She did it. Um. Oh, I took you to I took you to Florida, twice. Yeah, that I mean I could I re. That's one of those things where I still remember where I was standing when we were talking on the phone and you brought up the first trip to Florida for the week. It was in the kitchen of my old house and it, I was I was blown away. As soon as you brought it up, I was like, oh my God, this is like the, the greatest <laughs> offer that I've ever heard in my life. And my wife was cool with it. We only yeah. had one child at that point. And it was... Any anybody out there listening that that is a, a super fan of the sport, just imagine what you would feel if you got offered a week in Florida at Red, staying at Red Dog's house, going to Chad's house, going to Chad's practice facility, going to RV's practice facility, standing there, filming stuff, talking to him, hanging out, whatever, however awesome you think that could be, it was that awesome. Uh, Stu, do we go to Stu's place? 
We didn't go to Steve's place, but okay. we that was the year that we went to Daytona and he jumped the wall yeah. and then crashed his brains out about um, five laps later. I know maybe I took a listen more to Stu's place. Um, yeah, we made so we made some videos. Maximo paid us to make a video, and that's what I got. I got to laugh, Swiss, because like everybody's doing a podcast now, right? And we we've been doing it a long time, and and it's old news, and and good luck to all those guys and everything. I don't really care. It doesn't matter. People ask me all the time if I'm pissed off. I'm not, but I also too like the video thing. Like I almost feel. Like the videos that we did, you know, we did Little Man, Big Heart with JT. We did an AC, Maxima, all the uses that you could make out of Maxima. We did, we could do a vlog with RV, like a following RV. We mic'd him up or something. I don't know. Or we mic'd Adam, Adam up. I don't remember. But I'm almost like, yeah, like we've done it. We've been there. Like guys are, you know, guys are producing videos now and they're, uh, some of them are similar to stuff that we've done. And I'm like, ah, we did that. We did it. It's old. You know, we did it 10 years some- ago. <laughs> yeah, some of those our our videos, man, like the Pulpamex TV channel with Small Man Big Heart, with One Man's Fight with Timmy on the one twenty five. Oh yeah, the four fifty class. On yeah, Timmy. We made stroke. one where Timmy said, "Yeah, I'm coming back on a one twenty five," and we're like, "I don't think that's a good idea, dude." And then yeah, yeah, it, it really it all started with us spoofing uh, Swap's Shadow when we shadowed Jimmy Albertson yeah. at Red yep. Bull that yep. one year. <laughs> that was great. And, <laughs> Honestly, like all those video videos we did, I am so proud of those. Like, I, I would put those up against any anybody for combining moto and comedy. And yeah, J- I the, mean, the JT one was great. Like the small Rocky montage of him training, getting ready. Yes, yeah. concept to execution. Uh, put that thing up for Oscars and Grammys <laughs> and whatever you want. That video is perfect. Yeah, the and a super mini. We put a GoPro on it, uh, or that was that was that this more was that you? The, with well, with AC going around RV's track. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the first year when I went. Right. Yeah, that thing got us a ton of views. AC wide open on a super mini. Yeah, and the crazy part is, it was it was the RV like training maxima video from that year or whatever, and we just tacked on right a lap around RV's track from AC's GoPro when he was on a super mini, and that that is what made that video get so many hits. Just yeah. that last minute people, and a half on that super mini people need to go to Pulpamex tv on youtube and watch some of these videos we made they're old now but god some of them are funny oh there, there was a one oh you didn't help yeah you don't you wouldn't make that but there was one where i pretended to be timmy and like squeezed into some o'neill gear and rode his bike around and everything yes yes and, that and we, was funny and we just pretended like everybody like i was just timmy nobody knew any different you know that nobody said yep. anything <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, those some of those were funny though for sure. And yeah, the Jimmy Albertson shadow was great. Pushed a kid in the mud, had a cigarette <laughs> hanging out of his mouth. Jimmy I paid that kid twenty dollars out of my own pocket to take that dive. In yeah, the mud. yeah, it was great. Oh, don't oh. forget the bottom line show, man. I like I, I am fully on board with T Blaze. The bottom line show at some point in the future of the Pulp MX Network, the bottom line show has to resurface in some fashion. If I have to start a petition to get the Nationals back to a two-day format, I'm going to because that's worth it. Um, Every single episode of the Bottom Line show is hilarious. I, I feel like you don't, you don't give it the, the glory that it deserves. Why? What do you mean? I just feel like, like even when Blazer brings it up, I feel like you're like, yeah, like it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, I've been there, done that. Like we're, we've moved on from that. But all those concepts – are so dumb that they're and they're executed so well. It is comedy, like, like I could watch them over and over again, every <laughs> single one. 
You know what the worst part is? Is there's only half of them up there. We we lost half of them. Like oh no way. Oh yeah, that's only half of the shows. It's it's uh. Does it, Teen Wolf have them somewhere? No, no, he doesn't have them. I've asked a bunch. He, nobody knows. They're gone forever. But there was some funnier stuff that that we lost oh, forever. Man. But I went to an ice cream place in steel, outside of Steel City and was asking people if they knew who Tim Ferry was. And no, that's up there. Oh, I've is seen it? Okay. That one. All yes. right. Okay. <laughs> there's there's some good stuff. I remember stuff. that. Um, there's me in the Millville sand whoops building a sand castle with, with two toy bikes. Oh God, it was funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the whole time, the whole time I'm doing podcasts, you know, I have to laugh because there's some podcasts out there that are like, you know, we, no one's done a deep dive with David Bailey before or whatever. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I did two of them actually. Yeah. There's two of them <laughs> up there. Like, I mean, I'm not going to go back and pound the drums for these old podcasts, but they're all there. Like they're. You know, Glover, Bailey, RJ, Wardy, Emma, McGrath, Stan, like whatever. Name the guy. Name the industry guy. I've done a long-form one-hour-plus interview with, with this guy, you know? So, um, yeah, I just have to laugh. Just people have, I just hope people discover these things. I don't know how to pump them out any more than what I already do. We have a complete list on pulpmex.com that you compiled every single podcast we've done, one-on-one podcast. So Yeah, that needs to be updated, too. Yeah, you need to get on that. A handful since then too, and the, the crazy thing is, I felt like, like, two, three, honestly, probably four to five years ago, you were getting so deep into the the history of these figures from the the sports past that I was like, man, like we're getting we're getting to like the bottom of the barrel. Like, there's <laughs> not going to be any else to pick from, and and still like, yeah, last week that that Kawasaki, uh, the media, the Chavez, Mike Chavez, yeah, Chavez, like incredible and um, and you just keep on finding these guys that are not only have great stories they're intriguing and and it's a different view that you never would have thought of before and and even from time to time you will pull up a guy that was well known that somehow hadn't been on yeah. the show before and you're like holy crap yes this guy how yeah. is this not, not, yeah, not done I, until now how do i do this guy i don't know how to talk to this guy yeah i know right um i mean the the golden egg is still going to be Big Bird, but... Yeah, he says no way. He's not doing it. He's mad at me right now, by the way, because I told a story somewhere about Big Bird being kooky and putting stock forks on his bike every single round. Yeah, that was recent. Yeah, and so Larry texted me and was like, you don't have all the facts. And I'm like, well, Larry, you can tell on a podcast if you want. He's <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. And then Leroy, his old mechanic, Leroy, he called Leroy bitching about me. I'm just like, Big Bird's so weird. He's not- that only adds to his legend. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, good luck, Big Bird. Uh, and he still texts me like photos and old helmets and like so. I don't understand. I don't know what his deal is, but that's he's it. just a pleasure to layer. That's all. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's kind of funny. Just the whole time been doing doing podcasts, and I just think it's just my curiosity, right? Like I just want to talk to these people. I I I, I want to get to the bottom of stuff. That's it. Yeah, I I gotta say you're uh, the two the two things that uh, are your biggest assets are for sure the vision that you have and uh, in addition to that is your memory i cannot believe the the stuff that you retain and have like on tap to bring up at a moment's notice like somebody could enter the room right now and start talking about something and it's not like like many people me specifically would need to do a little bit of a deep dive to research and stuff you just got the stuff on tap i think that's super rare yeah and then others of them just the most ridiculous on right like things that you ask me and i'm like i don't know man like i don't know your your focus is (laughs) 
is clearly in one spot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bizarre. Uh, I just never know. Ah, uh, remember when I went to Transworld for a year? That was weird. <laughs> yeah, I remember when you called me and I was like, Ugh. like, oh, I, I guess the salad days are over. We're we're gonna be folding up shop here momentarily. But and and even weirder than going to Transworld was going back to Racer X after that again. I know the next year, right? Yep. It was a one-year switch. <laughs> um, did, what did I get mad at you for? Anything that you can remember? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I remember during the website switchover, um, the, the website redesign, uh, it was during the hectic time of year for me, and you were wanting to – it had to have been an off week or something. You can always tell when there's an off week from racing <laughs> during, the, during the summer because that's when your brain starts to get a little bit – agitated and you start thinking about things that are pulp centric as far as productivity and stuff and you'll be like we got to do this and this and this and right. i'll be like oh yeah it's an off week Steve's, Steve's starting to yeah to get a little erratic but uh i i remember i know you don't remember this but when tits was still producing the pulp show oh early tits, tits on, legendary early early um i had i forget what it was it was something some kind of bet or something it was really silly but I was like, if, if this happens, then the next week on the show, we're going to call it the Adam Cincerello show. And I, I, I don't know oh, if there's yeah, ever another mention about it or what, but yeah. I sent Tits the intro to the show that had replaced, because this was still when I was doing the intro for the show, the voiceover, with the Adam Cincerello show. And it was only ever aired once, and that was it. <laughs> and then uh, for the archive, I actually clipped it and, and changed it back to the other one because oh, you were you? mad about it. <laughs> I just, I'm fine with a joke. Just let me in on it. That's it. Let me in that it's going to affect the show. That's it. And the, the same thing, like, uh, we did a live show where Davey Coombs called us out with some video clips, which was hilarious. It was yes, great. Was so funny. And I'm, and I'm totally down with it, but I'm like, him doing that, I had all this other stuff I was going to get to, and I, and, yeah. I, and it pushed everything, because I didn't know it was coming, and that's fine, but then I, it screws my whole thing up. So I'm always good with a joke. Just please let me know it's coming, and we'll play along, and we'll do this, you know, so... But anyways, right. yeah, so that that was probably the biggest issue I had. Um, oh, I want to re- uh, bring up the fact that probably nobody else knows about is the the unreleased James Stewart podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I don't remember even what year it was from. <laughs> I don't know either. Yeah, I remember you recorded it. I listened to it. I didn't think there was anything bad about it, but then you got a call that. It had to be redone because he he or his people no. felt that he said the wrong thing or something. Yeah, he told me he just didn't like it. He didn't feel like he said the right stuff. He didn't feel like – and I'm just like, what? Like, it's fine. Like, I don't remember there being one controversial thing in there, you know, no, uh, that, really that James wasn't. said. And he said, I'll do it next week, I promise. And he did. We did another one the next week or whatever, you know what I mean? And and I just – and I, yeah, never released it and – uh, but he never said anything. Like people were sitting there going, "Oh, what?" He, he didn't say anything. I don't know why. I just uh, he didn't like it. So that was it. Yeah, and honestly, yeah. I, I think the unreleased one. He seemed probably the most uh, at ease and frank that I've ever heard him sound on a podcast. And right. That was right. A real bummer to not see that get released. I do still have it though. But uh, that's oh, gonna you do? be oh, I didn't that's going to be locked in a time capsule and. <laughs> Where it's been, I guess, since it since it was. I, I didn't even know, I didn't even know you had that. Yeah, I, I do. Okay. I, I've got a I've got a Pulpamex archive drive that's got 
everything organized that we've ever done and mm-hmm. that is in a folder all by itself that's just titled unreleased podcast just one <laughs> and i do remember another time concerning james where well two things i remember once uh right around the time that he was uh leaving uh yamaha for suzuki JG, or yes yeah. yes jgr for suzuki and i was on the phone with you when at some some coinciding of of the news coming out and me being on the phone with you and him not wanting the news to come out you, you we were on the the phone and in the background you were also on the phone getting yelled at by him on your cell phone <laughs> because he didn't like that like either something you had said yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. that the news was out before it was supposed to be or whatever uh, that was comedy. Dude, and I, had, I also remember he that was, I got in trouble because he re, he or somebody yeah. in his crew read a Swiss corner yeah. that I had wrote about him. Your your you take on your it. take on the Oakland whoop crash wasn't 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 his, right. his cup of tea. Yep. Um I I had so much inside info with that Suzuki swap and to, to Suzuki because he wanted to control the message. He wanted it out there and he was texting me all this stuff and photos of him on a Suzuki and all this stuff and uh I remember I went to Mike Webb, the Suzuki manager, and I gave him a few hints that I knew what was up, and his face was like, huh? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I know what's up. Don't worry. I know you're getting him parts. You know what I mean? I know he's under contract with JGR, and you're getting him some stuff. Um, so anyways, yeah, I, can, yeah, it, I, was, I was in on that for sure, though, only because James, you know, he wanted to, uh, wanted to control the message, right? They wanted to get his word out. So um, Think about how crazy that is, too, in this sport. Like, who, who else would do that? Who else yeah. is gonna switch teams yeah. midstream like that? Like, yeah, nobody else would even have the balls to to, to try it. Yeah, I don't know. Ah, the guys have probably done it sometime along the line. Mike, yeah, I don't know. We'd have to go back through motocross history, but he just hated that bike. He just hated that bike, you know. And all the Yamaha guys were like, "You crash on everything. It's not our bike," you know <laughs> what I mean? And it just went round and around and around and everything else. So, yeah, <laughs> um, oh, funny times. Yeah, it good. Yeah, good times on that one. Moto 60, and we started a Moto 60 show somewhere along the line, and Thursday, noon hour show, um, like a preview show. So yeah. uh, that was that's always been fun. We we kept doing that too, and that one's real quick. A lot of phone calls on that one because um, uh, it's during the day, and so everyone's at work, so they got nothing better to do than to waste their hours at work by calling into the show. That thing, yeah, it's either Facebook or calling of the Moto 60 show. Yeah, yeah. And so that thing's been really well done on Thursdays and been popular. It's just one guest, two guests, you know, that's it. And uh, we're in and out in an hour, and we kind of preview the race that, that that's coming ahead. And and then Mark's Yeah, co- I remember when you when you first came up with that concept of the, the one-hour midday show, and we're like, what are we did you going to call did you, did you Hey, did you shit on that one too? I didn't. I, <laughs> I, I probably I didn't vocally, but I probably did have some reservations in my mind. But I do remember uh, you talking about, and, and I just remember when we were discussing it initially, you're like, it's going to be one hour, middle of the day, in and out real quick. And we're just like, what are we going to call it? And I was like, it's about moto. You keep on saying one hour, call it the Moto 60 show. <laughs> and it was probably one of the, the few times I could ever remember where you were like, you weren't like, nah, not, not that or whatever. You were just like, yeah, let's do that. And yeah, yeah. Um, it's good. Travis Marks has been a been a great addition to Pulp MX. Uh Tits's buddy. Uh Tits left the Gibbs left the show and uh recommended his buddy Travis Marks, coder, genius guy. 
And I think he did it uh, to to spite him because yeah, there's there's yeah. for sure days that he he regrets more than anything coming on the Pulp MX. Uh, yeah, exactly right. Can you imagine like he's yeah, it's so much added stress. Uh, oh, for sure. Um, yeah, the fantasy thing and all of that, right? Um, he built he built the admin for pulp for for podcasts, and it's been absolutely amazing because. The one thing I used to get angry with you for sure, Swizz, was like, put the pot up, put the pot up, make it live, yes. put the pot up, yep. make it live. And, and you were, you're cutting grass, uh, plowing snow, uh, or, or having a chill child. Changing seemingly. the diaper, yeah, having yeah. another child. Having another child, and that would really piss me off. But So Mark's <laughs> built this admin, and it's been great. I, I tell him all the time, it's one of the top ten things in my life. So now we can record the show, build it here, I can upload it, it goes right on iTunes, I can control the description, I can, you know, just, just it's great. So... Um, Thank God he made that before Pulp Max Fantasy existed because yeah. that would have never happened after. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so then, you know, we all know the, the story on the show. Marx claims he could do a backflip if, you know, he would do a backflip at Pastrana's. And Randy Richardson says he can make it happen. And I start, the wheels start turning. And I'm like, Swayze, you got to go to Maryland. You got to go with, with Marx. You've never met this guy before. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you both are nerds. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. We really were in like instant old friends, uh, brothers, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it w- it couldn't have been more comfortable from the the moment that we met each other at the yeah. airport. Yeah, exactly. So you went down and filmed it, and uh, and he did the backflip. Amazingly enough, it's so amazing. By two p.m., he had mastered a backflip. It's the most surreal experience <laughs> of my life. I mean, like from from flight. We're like boom, airport, boom, car rental, boom, Pastrana's house, boom. The 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 thing is all in motion so fast. It was like a whirlwind, in and out in two three days, and just to, to even sit here and think of it now, like like we we were hanging out with Travis Pastrana, like legendary, right. worldwide icon, and this dude, like everybody says, could not have been cooler. Just a normal dude. That's clearly a little bit insane but just the <laughs> nicest guy yeah he uh he was just and, and and the first video you guys sent over or, or you on instagram and mark's missed the pedal on the drop-in on yes. the bmx and everyone's like oh god he's gonna <laughs> die he's gonna die <laughs> that, that couldn't have been better if we had planned that right but at some point you must have been watching him going he's gonna do it like into the phone pit you're like he's he's got this yeah for sure like I, it, we can all sit there and watch and say, I could get a, a bike to go around like that or whatever, but going from a foam pit to actually making the attempt on dirt and making it on dirt is, is such a far stretch. They're, they're barely in the same realm. And like Travis said, he, he saw early on with what Travis was doing on his first initial flips into the foam pit that, that he could tell that it was going to happen early. And <laughs> oh, so bless P- Travis, P- that was nuts. So Pastrana was all about it. Oh yeah, like he was like you got this. He, yeah, early he's just like he's like you do something that almost nobody else does when they get to this foam pit on a motorcycle, and he's like just seeing that you're doing your body's instinct <laughs> is to do this. He's like I can already tell you're going to be doing it. You will land a backflip to dirt today. He said that real early. <laughs> it's like I don't even think who Mark's knew believed who knew the that guy that, that was the dune goon and was a, just a coder. You know, a computer <laughs> hacker. <laughs> Somehow, and after after recently crashing Blue Crew too, like yes, if, if he had, like and now he's like I remember on the show this week he's like I haven't rode again yet I'm scared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but 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 the backflip, 
no You're problem. Right. Yeah, um, I'll do that. Let's uh let's get it on let's get him on here. Hold on a second. All right, Marks, you're on the uh, you're on the podcast here. Ten years of Swiss Corps employment at pulpamex.com. A goal, Marks, that you can only dream of one day. I dream of? There's no shot. <laughs> <laughs> no shot. Swiss said that uh, you regret ever. No, no, Swiss, you said tits. It was tits's evil plan the whole time to yeah. torture you, Marks, to get you he, in. He offered you up in spite. Yeah, I'm starting. I'm starting to think that. Um, you know, it's great at first, but, man, it's really wearing on me. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure it is. It's probably been wearing <laughs> on Swizz for 10 years now. Um, we were laughing, Marks, because we all know you from the Dune Goon video, okay? You just mm-hmm. recently crashed Blue Crew, jacked yourself up, and you said you're scared to ride ever again. Uh, now, I don't know what you're talking about. And, and, and yet, somehow, the backflip was no problem. It was, <laughs> it was no problem. It really doesn't make any sense, does it? No, no, it makes no sense. Yeah. No, not at yeah. all. Um, but uh, Mark, so w- we were also talking. Swizz said that you know he came down to Maryland, never met you before, but instantly you became you you two nerds. By the way, that's what I call it. You guys instantly became came buddies. Yeah, we were two peas in the pot. Right. You know, we're we're both techies. You know, we like we like kind of the same stuff. So we, yeah. you know, it was, I'm always a little weird to meet someone that I haven't met before. But yeah, yeah. it was it was it was golden. Well, I think both of you were like, like, what, Mathis? Like, because I'm just like, hey, Swizz, you got to go to Maryland and film them. Marks, you're going to Maryland to do a backflip. Like, you know, I used my miles or bought a ticket, I don't even remember. And it was just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was all just kind of a whirlwind of, of things happening. So we were just kind of caught up in it. So we didn't even really have time to, like, be awkward or anything. You know, we were just right. jumping into it. So, yeah, it was cool, though. And, and yeah, this- we were totally just goal-oriented. Like, get there. Get it executed. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when we did it, it was like, I'm like, hey, do you guys need like a day and a half? And both of you are busy with your jobs and life and family. And it's like, all right, man, you got a, you got a, you got a, a little bit of a nighttime and a day. And then you got to leave. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was it was fun to tell work, like, hey, I need a couple days off for this. And they're like, for, for what now? You're going you're gonna to go do what? <laughs> Like, do we need to take out some policy in case you can't come back and finish your work? Yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh, no, no problem. I'll be back. No, no I'm good. Yeah. And then you, you you wash out my blue crew and wreck it and wreck yourself and, and dune goon yourself in a sand uh, dune, but the, the backflip's no problem. Yeah, the easy things always get me. <laughs> uh, we're also making fun of Pulp Fantasy and how it's going to kill you. Uh, if. It hasn't already. I'm pretty sure I've been resuscitated a few times, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, you know, I feel like it's finally getting better. Obviously, it's been a couple years in the making now, but dude, it's, it's there. There have been some tough times, no doubt. There has to be an Anaheim one 2020 problem. There has to be. I hope not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Steve, I'm, how funny is it I'm when really, we know I'm that really there's some fantasy hiccup going on and we try to get Trav to respond in the text and you could just tell with whatever his response is how angry he is and he's only responding just to appease us at the moment (laughs) (laughs) um marks when you came into pulp and you know the producer of the show and before the fantasy and everything how much of a mess were we on our server and everything how much of a oh gosh man it was I try to think back to those days because that was back when, like, the, the stream wouldn't even work hardly ever without it skipping all the time. 
Um, you know, there was all kinds of stuff going on and I spent the first, I mean, it seemed like for the first year it was trying to get the stream to work right. And that's when we finally, you know, moved it over to its own, its own little server thing to, and it took care of it, you know, but man, it was, there was a lot going on. There was, I don't, I don't know how you managed to keep your sanity with people barking at you all the time because, you know, now I get that when things are going wrong, and I, I, <laughs> it drives me insane. Insane. Uh, yeah, Swizz, didn't we have, didn't we have uh, one server for everything? Would yeah, you... I mean, it's really miraculous that it took Trav a year to get us locked in the way we're supposed to be. It's it's miraculous that we survived it all for those previous what four or five years. I don't know. I felt like there was Pulpamex everywhere, and it was all scattered in different places and different people working on it and different things <laughs> happening, right? Like, I felt like, yeah. I'm like, I think we got to get everything reined in here somehow. Like, Yeah. I mean, there's there's still plenty that, you, that could be done, but, man, it was it was tough. Yeah, just having, you would think having everything Pulpamex related on the same server would make things easier, right? Like, in a, in a logical mind, that seems to make sense, but it definitely... Uh, it doesn't work that way sometimes, and it was causing all kinds of problems. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, well, listen, I think while we're 10 years into Swizz's employment, I think 12 into Pulp existence. 12 into Jeez. twelve into Pulp podcast, I think, anyways. Yeah. And I really just started a blog to talk about rollerball. It's really, <laughs> really why I did it. It's really started the whole thing. Honestly, there are days where I miss then. those original, like the – the year one type of Mathis posts. You just don't have time for those anymore. No, I don't. No, I don't. What were you going to say, Marks? Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you can talk about rollerball all you want now. No, I know. Yeah, I'm stoked. But, well, <laughs> I too rollerball. Oh, I know. Um, Yeah, like the first – I was at Racer X. I told the story before, but I was at Racer X and everything was great, and then all of a sudden they just had budget issues. I think that was the year MX Sports took over the, the Nationals, so money was tighter. And they were like, hey, we got to let you go. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm doing a good job. They're like, yeah, you're doing a great job, but we just can't have you anymore. And then, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm like, what? And then I was like, oh, wait, that I, I got to start my own thing. Like, I can't I can't have that. Like, I, I was so surprised that they had let me go. And that's before the Transworld thing and everything else. And then I went back to, back to Racer X. But it really all started because I'm like, oh, wait, you can do a good job and still get let go? Yeah, yeah. So that that's kind of where it started. Where I was like, I gotta start my own thing. And Swiss, did you do that first site? No, you didn't do the first site, the blog thing. That was Marty, our guy. Marty yeah, that was Canada. Marty. Yeah, yep. up in Canada. Yep. So, God, and and Marks, we we talked about hiring these Russians to build the Pulpamex show site. Which, by the way, <laughs> you'll be diving into that probably at some point, and you'll see the Russians <laughs> built it. Who we still who we still blame for things. When we don't know what's going on or how to fix something, it's, you know, it's either tits or the Russians. It's tits or the Russians. That's what it yeah. is. Blame tits <laughs> or blame the Russians. And we all just go, yep, that's what it is. That's we definitely had some Pulpomex Russian collusion on our end. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. No. It, yeah. It, exactly. It was one of those one of those things. And yeah, it's so funny. Like, Swiss, I just feel like over the years, I don't think this the wrong way. Because you've been great, but there's been so many whackable moles. Like you just you <laughs> whack the mole, and another mole comes up and, and with Pulpamex stuff, and you whack that one, and I don't know, Swizz. I just feel like it's whack a mole for us twenty four seven. 
there's no doubt. I, I feel like that's kind of the Pulp MX ethos. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Some of it is self-inflicted. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but Marks, I mean, is that that's just how it is, right, I think, when you get this big, I guess, when you get this much stuff going on that we have going on? Yeah. I mean, there's there's people that have, you know, smaller smaller operations with more people working on them that, you know, run worse than what we got going on so i think it's doing okay but that's just how you know that's just how it is yeah right so yeah so what you're saying marks is i need to just buck up and hire a full-time person just full-time yeah probably ah that seems like a lot of money i don't know if i want to do yeah, that Yeah, probably <laughs> and i'm i'm expensive bro uh, it's, it's it's Swiss. Same thing. You got a full time job the whole time. You've had this full time jobs, um, and doing pulp stuff on the side. <laughs> well, we'll look at it this way. We're we got no problem because you, now that the Moser uh, alarm is passed for you being done by twenty twenty or twenty nineteen or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. We we just gotta wait another thirteen years till all my kids are graduated, <laughs> and then we're all good. I'm looking at a guy right now to run the empire. Uh, he's out of Spokane. He's a, he's a Mr. Moser, a letter Moser. I'm looking at him right now. <laughs> what, could, what could go wrong there? Nothing. Nothing at all. Absolutely nothing. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Like, Marks, we were talking before, like, the amount of downloads we have, like, this whole empire of pulp stuff. Don't forget Pulp Hockey, either one of you two bastards. Oh, don't... Trust me, I would never. R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. Pulp Hockey, but Mark's like, we have like legit numbers, like a, like you said, like a, enough to, you know, have like a business going here. Like a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no, it's, it's nothing to, it's nothing to shake a stick at. I mean, you know, you always talk about it, you make jokes about it being janky and this and that, but, uh, you know, deep down it, it is, it's legit, it's legit and it's something, you know, obviously you started it, something to be proud of. No doubt. Well, I needed Swiss Corps music from his band. Yeah, I would say for sure this the the Pulp MX Network's offering of audio content has has I would say is hands down the most enviable media that there is in the sport. Oh, I don't know about that, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I think so. I'm, yeah, you got all kinds of different stuff. You got the different pods. You got something for everybody, really. Yeah, no, that's the idea. That's what I've always tried to do, right? Like in. Yeah. in and I was telling Swizz, like with Osborne's Shifting Gears podcast, you know, I want to have somebody working and me me collecting a little bit of the of the money for not doing anything or doing very little work. <laughs> that that's what you know. That I mean, he offers what I can't. As he races right now, he just won yeah. a moto three weeks ago, you know, or whatever. So he, he's kind of a big deal, right? Right, and that's where I'm like. Okay, what don't I have in this network? I talk to privateers. I have a live show. I have a one-on-one show. I review races, uh, blah, 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 blah. I don't have a racer perspective here. Enters, yeah. Enter shifting gears, right? So, yeah. And, that, and that's, the, that's, the, that's the text to Swizz. Swizz, we're creating a new show. <laughs> so yeah, Swizz has to buckle down and get, all, get everything ready, and I'm glad he does because right. I didn't want to do that. Right. And then me saying, Swizz, why isn't this happening? And you're like, ask Marks. And me saying, Marks, why? What's going on here? And you saying, I got fantasy problems, bro. <laughs> and me throwing my hands up, going, oh, I, I got I got nothing. I can't do anything. And again, it's just, all on fire. Right. It's the, it, it's the dog in the room saying, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, it's too accurate. That's yeah, scary. Yeah, so many like <laughs> whack-a-mole situations that come up, you know, daily here, right? So, um, but yeah, uh, Marks, uh, you've been a great help for sure. Thanks a lot over the years. Uh, well, thank get, you. Getting I our it. getting our organization into uh, into somewhat of an organized state. Well, I guess. I don't know. I don't. I don't. You know, I can't take too much credit. It's a group. It's a group effort. If, you know, I'd like. If Trav like had done anything other hold than hold on, crazy. hold on, Swizz. What? Finish. Finish, Trav. I was just gonna say I think I would like to think I've I've helped a little bit here and there where I can, but you know it's not it's not like I'm doing everything. So right, and go ahead, Swiss. I mean, if if he hadn't done anything other than tighten up our live streaming server uh, and build the admin and Pulpamex Fantasy, I mean, any one of those things is <laughs> huge for yeah the the pulp like machine. If he had done one of those things, it'd be amazing. He did all three, like that. Like that is huge. You should yeah, see. I mean, you should see him in it, studio too, Swizz. Like Bradshaw's here, he just plays it cool, dude. He just plays it cool. <laughs> RV, he just plays it cool. I'm not trying to fangirl on people, you know. Uh, you know, I just want to want to be chill. A Ray, let, let them do their thing. A Ray, you never have a problem with A Ray. Yeah. <laughs> well, A Ray is pretty much going to be his brother-in-law, right? Yeah. Yeah, on it. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we we need to probably get Swizz out, Marks, at some point, but he probably won't come on the show. He's been on. He's been here twice. He's never been on the show. Yeah. Well, you, know. you got to get Poopy Pookie to get me a pillow. Oh boy. Did you call her Poopy? I hope she doesn't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> um. He said Poopy. He did. He did. He did. Um. Yeah, we got to get Swizz out at some point if he can leave his kids. I don't know. Yeah. Well, just just tell him he's got to go. Just. You know, book the flight. Tell him he's got to be on it. It's been long <laughs> enough. I can definitely make it happen. Yeah. Um, and we got something planned, too. We we don't need to let the cat out of the bag, but the next step of Pulp is coming for more money, yeah. more technology, more more, is, more issues. <laughs> more, more problems. Sure. More problems are coming, everybody. Another, Another whack-a-mole. Hopefully not. <laughs> I, I mean, I think we. It seems like we could do it, I, but I guess that—that's what we said for everything. <laughs> yeah, him his last words on literally everything pulp that we've ever done. Yeah, I think we can. I, th- I think we can. <laughs> it should be. It should be right, and then just moles everywhere, just whack, uh, whack, 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 whack. But, but, yeah. but yeah, I'm hoping we're hoping to do something for for you know 2020, or maybe we'll do a little bit at the end of 2019 that'll take us to the next level. I hope. I don't yeah, know. I think it'll be good. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be fun and exciting, and get people uh, yeah. get people more more excited once again. Right, right, right. Uh, and we gotta we gotta swizz. We gotta find something for you to do uh, with marks again. Something video, something. How are you at front flips, marks? <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's that's no. I'm out. I'm out on that. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, cool. Anything else, swizz? Man, I just what a I ride! I, what a I ride! I cannot believe it. <laughs> ten years, ten years from I got a song from my old band to go on your podcast if you're interested. Yeah, to ten years later, and then me saying, "Look, I really want to do this. Can you do this and do this and do that?" <laughs> yeah, it all it all really stems from Steve not you know not being prepared to turn down anything for free. So, right? Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, and yeah, just the, the network keeps growing and growing and you're like, ah, damn. And, and Swizz, all the, 
all the graphics you design, all the logos you design, those are all that's all you. The pulp stuff, the logos, the intros, the outros, the music, like we talked about, the uh, overall look, the feel. Yeah, you know. And some of that stuff is real difficult for me to do because so much of it is kind of on the fly. Like we got to get this going and stuff. <laughs> and I come from an art school where it's like hammer out this concept for as long as possible till it's fleshed out and fully evolved. And then you can start getting in the, the, the visual representation or the audible representation. Oh yeah. I know. I'm that, just like, yeah, yeah. that doesn't work with us. No, I learned early on. That is not an option. Uh, Swiss, I need something by Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's been the funnest thing for you, Marks? Not the, not the worst thing, the funnest thing. Oh man. Honestly, there, there are times when, uh, when the show on Monday nights kind of kind of drags for me a little bit, but that's still like that's what I started at, and right. it's still usually the most fun for me. Just the different people in studio, and and I I really enjoy doing drops and stuff. Um, I get way too much joy out of that. Yes, you do. Than, yes, you do. More than is, is healthy. Um, so yeah, that's that's honestly probably my favorite. I don't know between that and fantasy. Fantasy is my baby. You know, that's right. I, I I kind of put that in a different category. So, but. You know. I mean, isn't the fantasy thing overall been more frustrating than good, though? It has been extremely frustrating. <laughs> yes, extremely. When it's when it when everything goes well and everything works the way it should and you know, works the way I plan, it's incredibly satisfying, and I love that people play, and I love seeing. Uh, I wouldn't say joy because I don't feel like anybody really gets joy out of it. The fr- I'd say maybe frustration that people get out of it. Um, when I see that, it's it's fun for me. So. But yeah, it doesn't seem like that's all the time. Hopefully, I've got some things in the works, and, and next year will be a little little less stressful. But I, I said that this year, too. <laughs> you did. You did say that this year. <laughs> yeah, whatever. And, and Swizz, don't text him on Monday nights. He's busy playing excite bike and trying to, you know, try, trying to corral the show. So I love yeah. that. I love the excite bike storyline. I do have a question for Travis, though, in regards yeah. to producing the Pulp Show. I want to know who of all the – actual current writers that you talk to before they get on the air, do you feel you have the most genuine rapport with? Um, that's a good question. Shoot. I would say maybe probably Phil. Honestly, like Phil is, uh, Phil's the most talkative, the most like interactive. Yeah. You know, genuinely, like yeah, like the, he just like, wants to chat. Like the Phil, Phil's the guy that's saying, "Hey, what's up, Marks? How are you? What's been going yeah. on?" Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, AC is pretty good about it. Uh, that's just AC. I feel like he would do that with anybody. You know. Yeah. Um, still not quite to the extent that Phil is, but yeah, I would say Phil honestly is the one that comes to mind most. How many so. times has Adam been in? A couple times? Twice? With you? Um, once I think just once. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. So, yeah, I think just once. And uh, well, A Ray, A Ray shows. Yeah, I mean, A Ray's. There's, there's a few like I feel like A Ray's because like we hung out at Enduro Cross when he was racing. Like, right. didn't have anybody there, and we were there, so he like hung out with us. I feel like that's right. He's almost, almost above. He's almost above the level of. Stranger, yeah, right. yeah, kind, kinda. Um, right. Travis is saying A Ray's old news. Well, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just want both of you to get ready. That I really did this podcast to announce, you know, that we're starting an e-bike show on Tuesday nights. I, I need both of you. 
<laughs> ready to go on Tuesday nights. Also, uh, I need a I need a site built, Swizz, and pr- you're coming in Tuesday nights. Marks is producer, and we're new e-bike gosh. e-bike life show. So I was I'm gonna, gonna say we need a Tuesday need e-bike, e-bike then. What's that, Marks? I'm gonna need an e-bike, so you better <laughs> figure it out. Well, Tits got one. Tits got yeah. one. He's on board. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good times. Well, thanks to both of you guys for the help in, in growing this thing for sure, man. It's uh, yeah, it's a lot of calls for me saying what, what what's going on? What are we doing? How do we fix this? Because <laughs> I don't I don't have the answers. I'm the least obvious. I think I'm the least technical uh, involved here. So you're you're learning how to fish. We're good. Yeah, fish. Yes, that's right. Fishing. <laughs> right. At some point, uh, I told both of you on a text. I don't need either one of you. Uh, I've got the admin. <laughs> Uh, you're both fired. I don't even know. Like, <laughs> and, I, and I said, I've learned how to fish. And, yep. then, and now when anything goes wrong, you guys are like, how's that fishing? How's the fishing going? How's it? And I'm like, fuck off. Just, just the, fix- fish, the fishing emoji. Yeah, the fishing emoji. heavy rotation. Right, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was like, you can teach a man to, to feed a man or you can teach a man to fish and feed him forever, whatever that saying was. And I was like, that's it. I don't need any one of you. <laughs> It doesn't, uh, it doesn't get old. It's pretty fun. I just I, I enjoy how much you enjoy it because every once in a while you'll you'll send a text and say something, uh, some kind of hyperbole like this is one of the ten greatest things in my life or something. The admin, the admin is yes, yeah, uh, yep, yep, yeah, the admin. So that always gives. I always get a kick out of that. I, I think it's funny. Yeah, and Swizz is like, oh, don't. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Well, hey, Swiss Court Moser, uh, Swiss Court Moser. Swiss Corp Marks. I got Marks. I got Moser on the mind because I'm dealing with him to hire him full time. Unbelievable. He's full time. He's going to be the, the the producer, the uh, the graphic designer. He's going to be everything. <laughs> hey, Ma- Marks, did you know? I didn't realize this, but did you know that I knew there was some sort of deal, but I didn't understand it. Swiss Corp said it earlier. He, Moser has paid Swiss in full to design a website five years ago. What? And he's never gotten Swiss Corps the information that he needs to build a website. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't, I don't know. This doesn't surprise me in the least. I really thought he'd just given you like $500, Swiss, to get started. Like just something small. No. Nope. Oh, gosh. In full. Paid you in full. <laughs> I, need, I need people like that to pay me. Yeah, really, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. Jeez. Um, all right, everyone. Well, hey, Swiss, Marks, thanks very much, man. Thanks for the help in the pulp over the years. Uh, it's been it's been fantastic, onward and upward for for everything. Uh, we'll keep whacking those moles left <laughs> and right. Uh, Swiss, congrats on ten years. Your gold thanks, watch buddy. is your gold watch is in the mail, I think. So, and nice. uh, we'll, we'll 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 pump up that four hundred one k program as well for you. So oh, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Finally, <laughs> you'll be all dialed in. Uh, all right, boys, thanks very much. Appreciate it. Fly racing. Racer X podcast with uh, Swiss Court and Travis Marks. Thanks, boys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil cylinders as a 
factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss this tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I just pulled pit and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years